This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Monday, March 27th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Veronica Belmont. And welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length, episode 193. Molly Wood is away in Hollywood, (laughs) rubbing elbows with the stars. And I'm back. And Veronica's back. Yay. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. How was your time off? It was great. You were in the forums a lot for being on holiday. (laughs) I know. I was reading a lot of email and I was in the forums a lot and um, generally, (laughs) basically not even acting like I was gone. You want to, I know. I I remember at one point you asked if you could call in. I was like, no, you're on holiday. (laughs) Relax. I was, I was writing and asking for the numbers Uh and seeing how things were going, you know. I love my job. Happy birthday, Palm. Happy birthday to Palm. They are 10 years old today. And happy, happy birthday, more importantly, to uh, more OS More importantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nicholas sent us an email uh, pointing that out. Uh, OS 10 turned five over the weekend. Mm-hmm. God, it, it doesn't seem like it's that old. Five years is a long time. Windows XP and OS 10 both have been around forever. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how fast it went from Windows 3 to Windows 95 to Windows 98 to Windows Me to Windows 2000. Oh God, Windows Me was and so And then, bad. you know, Mac, also Mac OS 6, 7, 8, you mm-hmm. know, and all the, the versions in between. It seemed like they were turning over like crazy. And then all of a sudden we've hit like a, a half a decade, half a decade. And there have been other, you know, there have been Jaguars and Tigers. Exactly. And, oh, my. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a, the, those those seem like feature ads more than brand new operating systems. Yeah, true. You know? True. Tiger was a pretty big upgrade. Tiger was pretty big, but it, I never felt going from the different uh, scary felines to one another that anything was so different. You Coming know, up it was, lager. It, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just like, wow, you can, this works a little better. Or there's some cooler things I can do. But, you know, it always has the dock and it always has the the smooth cool looking interface even mm-hmm. if the icons are sl- slightly tweaked it's it's never culture shock right okay so tom i've been out of the loop a little bit fill me in what's what's new in the news all right microsoft uh we we talked about on i think friday's show uh a an australian site was claiming that they would have to rewrite 60% oh. of the vista code now as uh, posted by daniel from to in the forums microsoft says that's a bunch of bunk or they perhaps slammed the perhaps article. they said it was a bunch of bulls hit, but uh, they still said no. That's absolutely not true. The site, uh, the Australian technology publication called Smart House, had said not only that sixty percent of the code would have to be rewritten, but that Microsoft was pulling people off of the Xbox development team to do the writing of it. Microsoft says that is not true either. Microsoft said in beta news that Vista is feature complete. That means that the code writing process is over. The next phase of development focuses on security testing and fit and finish, not writing new code. So this blog seems very strange. What, the uh, the Smart House blog? Smart House blog. They also did the iPhone leak right. where they talked to uh, a Taiwanese business executive who said that an iPhone was definitely on the way. So now that calls that story into question. But it's even stranger because it was a BenQ executive, apparently. Yeah, it was one of those things where like, well, BenQ's not working on it, but we're in the know. Yeah. And we work with these distributors and they've been telling us this. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of three degrees of separation. And where did this Australian blog say that their news about Microsoft came from? An internal memo. They actually quoted what they purported to be an internal memo. Now, the interesting thing about it, when you read through that internal memo, there's nothing that says 60% of the code. 
Oh. In fact, that's only in the headline, I think. Hmm. So they don't really back up the 60% part, but there's an internal memo that sort of leads you to believe that, you know, they're, they're shaking things up. And Microsoft did shake things up. They changed a lot of the team leaders uh, around Vista. So maybe they were just stretching it too far. I don't know. It seems to me that this Australian blog is just kind of sensationalist. Well, they definitely have been trying to get their name in the news and succeeding. And succeeding. We're talking about them right now. But... Now we're talking about them in the way of, eh, you might not want to believe anything you read there, right. considering this. Maybe they're right. Maybe it is 60%, but Microsoft seems pretty definitively saying, no way. They're not hedging in the beta news article. They're not saying, well, I think that's an exaggeration. They're saying, no, the writing <laughs> yeah. is done. It's uh, absolutely wrong. Okay. So, interesting. Well, that's good. Uh, Stephen Paul Jobs dumped 4.57 million shares of Apple stock over the week. Was it over the weekend or yeah, recently? That is a very pretty penny. Uh, uh, but it doesn't mean anything. The only reason we're bringing it up is if you see this story on the register or elsewhere, he basically was granted 10 million shares. Basically, see, we got in trouble for <laughs> saying that. There I go again. Jobs was granted the 10 million shares in 2003, but they didn't vest until now. Mm-hmm. So he's just taken some profits on some vested shares i'm sure it's part of his compensation 295 million dollars well and then add to that uh he's selling his stereo right to replace it with so how many how many how many hi-fis do you think you could buy for 295 well they're like what 400 bucks oh this is math this is dangerous territory for me so well you're roughly a million under a million but close to it if you had a house with a million rooms you could put a hi-fi in every single room does he have a house with a million rooms i would like to think that he does (laughs) you would like to think that why Why do you like to think that? I don't know. <laughs> Just because it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> because you could sneak in and he'd never find you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's interesting about this Register article, they have a link to the Yahoo page, which is why I was calling him Stephen Paul Jobs, uh, because they have the actual disclosure of the sale on Yahoo, and it uses his middle name and reports 5.4 million shares directly owned by the chief executive officer of Apple Computer and the uh, disposition of 4.5 million of those at 64. <laughs> the disposition is very happy share. because it's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a sunny disposition after that. Uh, but he doesn't have a sunny disposition about the Beatles who are suing Apple in London over the fact that the Apple Computer Company has gotten into the music business, which in 1989, the Apple Computer Company said they would not get into the music business and right. settled a, uh, a, a lawsuit over using the name Apple. Because, of course, the Beatles started a label called Apple Corps. Apple Corps is still owned by the former Beatles and their heirs, Yoko Ono and Mrs. Harrison. And they... Wanted to stop Apple from using the name. Apple said, we're a different business. Don't worry. We're so not going to, you they know, said, Apple Corps said, toes. we're going to continue to just license Beatles music. And Apple, you continue to make computers and we'll go our merry ways. Well, iPod comes along, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so they're just not sure whether this, you know, because it works for tapes and CDs and that kind of thing. But does it really count for this kind of technology, future technology. And this has been a problem for so long. This is something I was talking about in my, you know, music industry business classes in college. And mm-hmm. it was a big deal then. And but, you know, since then, the music business of Apple has grown so insanely that it really has stayed current and stayed like a really big problem. And who knows what's going to happen? Well, Apple's contention is that they are only transmitting data. Right. They're not printing records. They're not printing CDs. So they're not in direct competition, but they are trafficking in music. Now, they're not a label. 
Right. Right. And they're not uh, they're not putting out music on an Apple computer's brand. True. They're putting out a player and a service to get music. They're a means to get the music. So they, they have a case. But they're still. But so does Apple Corp. But they're still, you know, being associated with music. They That's what they said they would not do. They said they would not go into the music business. And I, 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 I think it does not look good for Apple Computer. In this it, case, it'll be interesting, still. though. I don't know enough about British common law to know how it would bear on this case. You but don't? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Why you seem surprised? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it. Uh, it seems like Apple has a good defense, but not an, a watertight one. Right. So it's going to depend on a few variables uh, how this goes. Needless to say, you cannot buy Beatles music on iTunes. No. Needless to say, and you cannot see Paul McCartney in a black silhouette dancing with Bono <laughs> in any ads anytime soon. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about more DRM, this time in Brazil, a new TiVo Series 2 hardware possibly coming out and frustrating uh, our dear Veronica, and a question of why the telcos aren't paying Google instead of the other way around. With Earthlink's new 6.0 megabits per second DSL, you can download a 1 megabyte digital photo in 1.33 seconds. That's 11.97 times faster than it'll take me to finish this commercial. There. Done. Go to earthlink.net. So I saw this posting on Boing Boing today. Uh, Brazilian megastar Marissa Monte's new CDs from EMI. Um, should I even pr- attempt to pronounce Infinito that? Infinito Particular. Infinito Particular, I think, is probably Infinito. pretty close. And then uh, it's Portuguese. So yeah. I, I, Universo yeah. ao meu redor. Good. I, sounds good as Wait, I could do. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know we have some listeners in Brazil who can write it and correct my pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But also watch out for those CDs. I don't know if they fall into your musical taste, but they come with DRM that cannot be uninstalled, mm-hmm. requires you to agree to a contract that isn't published in Portuguese. That's ridiculous. Rude. Even if you disagree, the malware is installed anyway, and the DRM blocks you from playing the CD on Linux and Mac OS and from loading it onto an iPod. Oh, okay. Uh, this also, uh, they point out on oh, Boing Boing, just as the Brazilian government has launched a Computers for All initiative to distribute one million Linux PCs that will not be able to play Marissa Monte's <laughs> new CD. So anyway, uh, just another example of, of a company not paying attention, I well, guess. Yeah, well, we knew a while back when there was the whole Sony issue that EMI had also published some CDs with, with, the, with the DRM on it, with the vicious, you know, rootkit style type of thing. So I'm not too surprised to hear this coming from no, EMI. No, somebody either didn't get the memo or these were already in the supply chain or something. But the, You know, that seems like probably the best scenario, that they were already made and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Either they forgot <laughs> to not release them like yeah, that, yeah. or they thought maybe no one would notice. I have no idea, but don't buy that CD, basically. Sorry. Here's... <laughs> Did the basically. Yeah, here's one that's going to, uh, again, scare the basically out of you. <laughs> TiVo Series 2 hardware now with two tuners. Oh, uh, and um, what's what's this possibly also um, an Ethernet port? Yeah, thanks to uh, Balazar1701 for emailing this to us. It's on the Zat's Not Funny blog uh, but actually has a good this is a good blog posting because they link to verification you can actually link to amazon and see uh, the page where amazon is not yet selling it but describing a new tivo series 2 box that has two tuners and comes with an ethernet port yeah maybe did they listen to you they is heard that, they is heard that my, why they put it in? of distress you know what i don't even care anymore 
I just don't even. <laughs> if you care. don't know, Veronica recently uh, got a was it a free TiVo? It was with service? The, the TiVo box was free with a year's paid subscription. A uh, free TiVo box and has had no end of difficulties trying to get set up because she doesn't have a telephone line in the house. Yeah, but it's now sitting in a box in my living room. Waiting for me to because there were other problems with it too, not just the well. There was the, the you know the lack of the Ethernet cable, and mm-hmm. then, and now the hard drive is is kaput. The hard drive came kaput. Actually. Oh yeah, that's not good. And so I need to send it back what sometime do, within a month. What you do is you call them back again mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, you know, just send me one of these new Series Two boxes, and we'll call it even." Well, the problem is, is that it's a refurbished box. Apparently, that's what the deal was. Oh, that's you how get you, the get free them, box you get them because free it's refurbished. because they're refurbished, and then so I can't even you know cry foul and try to get yeah. an upgrade. It because was free. I wouldn't, yeah, it was free. I mean, I did pay for the service, but you know now it's not doing much of anything because it's sitting on my floor because I just don't feel like bringing it on the bus with me to work to return. Anyway, don't uh, list, list price seems to be three hundred forty nine dollars. No word on ship dates, however. Mm-hmm. Up to one hundred eighty hours of recording capacity. Uh, wow. Record shows from two basic cable channels or one basic cable channel and one digital channel at once. Uh, so not two digital channels at once. That's odd. Mm. Uh, I guess because one of the tuners is probably just a basic tuner and only one digital mm-hmm. tuner in it. Uh, only TiVo offers exclusive features like wish list searches, season, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 180 hours, Ethernet port, and two tuners should be interesting. There's also links to Buy.com, Chumbo, Merchant America, and Beagle, which I've never heard of before. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, I'll have to check them out. But. Okay, so we all know that MySpace is annoying. But apparently it also can be used to um, find criminals. Yeah, our own Michelle Myers here at News.com blogged about this uh, out of Boulder, Colorado. Six men were arrested in connection with just disgusting crime, rape, robbery, blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. $40,000 in electronics and jewelry stolen. And detectives used profiles on MySpace to identify the men, although a seventh suspect is still being sought. So they used these criminals used MySpace to make the connections and commit right. the crime, but then the detectives used MySpace to catch them. So it really is just like a conduit for you know it's just becoming another way. I I, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, it's like it's sort of like the world. Yeah, it's, it's just, just an, it's world. another you know it's a, it's an arena. It's the it's the meta world. It's a yeah it's a, it's just a public space. Yeah, I mean even though it's private. It's and a I private also, public space, kind of like a stadium. I'm not sure if you talked about this while I was gone, but those three teenagers that were in Alabama who burned down all the churches a while Wait, back. You, you didn't listen to every single word. I, of you know, I listened. I listened to the David Pogue interview, <laughs> and I listened Great. to the day after that. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I, you know, I got busy. It was sweeps week. For yeah. <laughs> um, but to okay. any extent, those three teenagers. I'm not sure whether it was MySpace or whether it was Facebook, but. On one of the social networking sites, they were bragging about the crimes of some kind, and um, that's how they found them. I'm pretty sure. Someone, can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I was not up to date on my news while I was gone, so mm-hmm. but I remember reading about that somewhere. So you know, it, it has its uses, it has its benefits, but it also is, you know, you people get together to do these crimes on those sites too, so it can go either way. We did talk a lot about telcos while you were gone, oh, about the net neutrality uh, here and there. And uh, several people sent us this article at techdirt.com, which is written by Mike and says, why aren't the telcos <laughs> paying Google for making their network valuable? And I haven't actually detailed uh, the entire uh, the entire posting, but I think the crux of what he's saying is content companies make the networks valuable. Right. So to charge them is punishment. You should be paying them to come onto your network. Right, right. And this is akin to what goes on in cable. 
right? Mm -hmm. Comcast or Time Warner or any of the cable vision pay ESPN a certain amount per sub per sub for carrying ESPN. That's how ESPN makes part of its money. The other part it makes from ads. So the carriers will pay for that content. However, lesser known networks, networks just getting started, networks that don't have a partner that's big like ESPN that can force them into it, often have to pay the cable companies hmm. to be carried. Interesting. Or at least give them a really sweet, cheap deal like two cents a head. Uh, yeah, there's a good, so there is a precedent, though, is kind of what there's my There's a good is. quote. Since these sites and services make the telcos network that much more valuable, shouldn't the telcos pay Google, Vonage, Apple, and others for adding that value that makes customers want to buy an internet connection? And that goes back to my point that they're already making some money. Right. They're making money off these content companies with bandwidth to get on the net. They're making money off all the subscribers who actually get on the net to use these content services. Exactly, because it makes it valuable. Now, one thing we did talk about while you were gone was the idea that prioritization and guarantee of streaming is one of the things that perhaps the telcos are worried about. So streaming needs a constant bit rate to work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you get all those buffering errors oh, or the gosh. picture freezes up to be able to offer a guarantee that the stream will continue to go. The telcos might be justified in charging a little extra. Jason actually wrote in and asked for clarification for this. So this is the, the we were talking about a story last week and this was the first time that I'd heard of a a justification that at least seemed reasonable. I'm not sure that I agree with it yet. Mm -hmm. But at least it's not just well really what I want to do is provide my own content. Right. So I'm going to charge you and try to dissuade people from using you because I'm going to put my content out faster. This is just saying, "Hey, we're leaving the net neutral." And if you're streaming, the stream may or may not work just because of the way the net is, and it'll get better as broadband gets better, but we can prioritize some traffic over our network, and if you're willing to pay a little extra for that, we'll do that for you. That seems at least more in line with paying for bandwidth, paying for streaming. Like I said, I haven't really thought it, I haven't thought out all the implications of it, but mm -hmm. it's the first argument that I've heard that seems reasonable. Reasonable. And um, in, in more fun news, the answer to life, universe, and everything might actually be 42. Oh, this isn't that much more fun when you dig down to it. Uh, this is on Slashdot.today. In the search for patterns, mathematicians have uncovered unlikely connections between prime numbers and quantum physics. Now, bail out now, <laughs> if you wish. I'm going to make a run at it. The gist of it is that the energy levels in the nucleus of heavy atoms, okay? I, and I think by that it means the... Uh, the, the shells that electrons inhabit, the energy levels of a, a nucleus of heavy atoms can tell us about the distribution of zeros in Riemann's zeta function, which is a very popular and famous function in the mathematics world. Hence, where to find prime numbers. So by looking at the nucleus of an atom, you can tell where prime numbers are. And the search for prime numbers is a big search in right. mathematics. There's All right. a correlation between these two. So this article discusses this connection and introduces two physicists who tell us why the answer to life, the universe, and the third moment of the Riemann zeta function should be 42. Mm -hmm. It goes 1, 2. 42. And then 42. Yeah. Who knew? That wasn't <laughs> Douglas that, that, Adams knew. That wasn't as bad. <laughs> How did he know? That's amazing. That man was intuitive. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll see a whale and a pot of plants falling from the sky. God. Uh, yeah, but uh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. To explain. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some letters. You hung in with me. Oh, I'm sure I made mistakes, but I think I got the gist of it. Yeah, I tried to read the article and it was... Um, 
hard. It was hard. Like I said, math, not my favorite. <laughs> math. Not this math, the math is hard, not just for Barbie, <laughs> but for everyone. Math is hard. I want to uh, sadly report that one of my favorite science fiction authors, Stanislav Lem, of Poland has died today at the age of 84. I was a huge fan. Everyone knows that he wrote Solaris. Well, maybe not everyone, but that was his most widely read book. My favorite book of his and one of my favorite mm-hmm. books of all time, Memoirs Found in a Bathtub. It's a conspiracy book, has a great introduction where they're looking back at these memoirs that are found long afterwards in the bathtub. And the guy in the book is trying to figure out what he's doing in this underground location. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like he is a secret agent who doesn't even know what his assignment is because it's so secret. Hmm. It's really, really interesting. Really good book. But I read a fantastic online publication book this um this past week. Oh yeah. It actually took up I have to I have to say that there is graphic language and imagery in it, so I don't know if it's cool for everyone. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't even say it then. Graphic got, language? You mean swears. they draw pictures? It's oh dirty words. Yeah. It's There's a lot words. of dirty words. So maybe I shouldn't say it. No, go ahead and say it. But just you've given the I've given the warning. This is not for not for people. all audiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called John Dies at the End dot com, and it's um phenomenal. Oh, great! It's, they gave away the end. It, actually, I won't go into it. But anyway, it's um it's all online. It's very long, and it's a great read. It's John Dies at the End dot com, okay. and it's a guy, one of the guy, David Wong, who writes Pointless Waste of Time for mature audiences only. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, Richard in Washington, D.C. wrote in, says he keeps wondering why anyone would pay for personal Internet media streaming when with a home media PC and Orb network software, you can achieve the same thing as we were talking about with the Slingbox streaming media to any location with a decent connection. It can even stream from your TiVo using TiVo's My TiVo to Go TiVo desktop software, which it can on mine because I got DirecTV. <laughs> on any connected computer with a browser, the streaming video quality is much better than Slingbox, which only provides, I think, he thinks, 320 by 240 resolution. Orb also streams to connected PDAs and a bunch of media-capable phones, and the best part is it's free! Now, I know people who've played with Orb here at CNET love it, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, Richard. If you don't have a Media Center PC... Slingbox is better because even though Orb is free, you've got nowhere to install it and you would have to go buy a computer with a tuner and perhaps media center and Mm -hmm. install it. Whereas Slingbox, you just $250 cheaper than most any PC I can think of, especially one that's going to have a TV tuner in it. Slingbox just plugs into the back of your current setup and it can control TiVo without TiVo to go. It can, it can control everything on your system. So that's why I would say Slingbox has an advantage. However, I think he's right. If you've got a Media Center PC, just get Orb yeah. and try it out. I haven't played around with it either. I haven't played it either, but, but I don't have a Media But it's Center free, PC. so why not get it? Try it out. Play with it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, you can always still buy a Slingbox or something if you want to do that. But anyway, interesting point though, Richard. Thanks for writing it. Gary in Houghton Lake or Houghton Lake or Houghton Lake, <laughs> Michigan. How about just Gary in Michigan? Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, and new Earthlink guy. So I'm flipping through the March-April e-gear, which is a glossy techno-gadget magazine, and on page 23, I see Molly striking a pose with a high-def screen. What? Of course, you have to get the print copy, as the picture is not in the online version. So what's the deal, Molly? CNET know you're moonlighting? No, we did not. And if it's not her, which I suspect it's not... Molly might take issue with the likeness, but I feel she is firmly in the range of the glamour shot resemblance. I somebody 
have a copy of eGear, send us a, a picture, send us. put it on the Flickr group or or something. Post it. I want to see this. I, we too. don't have a copy around so here. Could, is, is that where she really is? She's in Hollywood. She she's said doing she's her in Hollywood, shots? but she's actually yeah, a photo shoot in Hollywood. Ah, I see. All I'll right. have to ask her about that tomorrow. But yeah, send us a screenshot so we can take a look at it. All right, uh, folks, don't forget to upload your video to our video contest. Uh, someone was asking, actually, Kevin was asking on the forums about a deadline for it. They haven't set a deadline yet. Oh. They kind of want it to be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are going to pick one to be on Buzz Out Loud. So they will pick a deadline soon for that. It's being done by other people than us. Uh, but the topics for the user videos are what is your favorite electronic product and why? What do you like best about CNET? And if CNET could offer you a personalized service, what would you like it to be? One of those topics. Make a video. Clearly, upload it. what you like best is Buzz Out Loud. Absolutely. So there you go. Also, uh, we're, we started a fantasy league. Actually, a couple fantasy leagues. <laughs> fantasy baseball. So if you're into baseball or fantasy baseball at all, uh, go to the forums and take a look for that thread about fantasy baseball. We have a buzz ball league. <laughs> buzz ball Which league. is the really simple one that I started. And then Jason also started a rotisserie league, which is actually a very nice league. I so have no idea what you're talking join about. Join one of the other blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. Veronica, it's so good to have you back. So Thanks. good to be over here on this side again. I know. Is it like a I had fun over there, air. but yeah. I have a great appreciation for what you do now. Aw. All right, folks. 1-800-616-CNET is the phone number. Buzz at CNET.com is the email address. And forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge if you want to join the conversation. Bye. Bye.